0: my goddamn fridge is on ruins the sound I guess that's what you but whatever okay yeah so what my fridge is on is that that much of a problem uh sometimes I'll open the podcast and uh like I'll go through I record it I go through and I edit it and then when I edit it I'm like uh I'm looking at the beginning of my podcast because I'm like oh this beginning like it kind of blows I don't know I didn't start it off well I didn't I didn't get enthusiastic enough at the beginning I wish I had a different beginning but like I'm not going to re-record one and uh so I'm just staring at like one beginning where I can leave it the way it is or I can just cut off like the first two words I said or something and that's the change that I'm pondering and then I'm trying to figure out which one I like better for a long time and i'm like well you better figure it out because neither one of these is good neither beginning is good i need to tell my dog to sit nicely sometimes because just like if he's not sitting nicely like it's important i just it's important for him to know that i'm the authority but in actuality i guess that's the point or i mean part of it it's whatever you do different it's whatever you have different uh, authority styles for being an authority. I would say, like, authority is necessity as much as is a necessity as much as I would rail against it. So it's like I'd be sitting over a couple different beginnings for my podcast, which both of them sound pretty much the exact same. But I'm like, oh, which one? And then I'm like, well, you have to. That's the one thing standing in the way between me and just uh, uploading it. Um, and. I'm like oh, I don't it's, it's just kind of an excuse to I don't, I don't really know like I can that's a decision I have to make even though both of them sound the same and both aren't good because it's like the intro it's it's whatever it's because but it's not that the intro actually sounds bad I'm just comparing it to well your intro needs to be like it has to pop or something. It has to be a opening and like enthusiasm, you know, the, the way you see other people do. Like they show a lot of pride in themselves right up front. Like that's the way it's supposed to sound. You're you're supposed to have a lot of, you're supposed to be very proud of it in the beginning and all the way through and at the end and like and people get on you if you're not selling them on it or something. Or at least that's something I could think about. Is a critique of what it would sound like. Is like. Uh, People can get on you for it, for you not being, uh, for you not selling yourself in any given moment, not just in a podcast, but just in regular life, like you're supposed to, You're supposed to come at everything with this unbridled enthusiasm as if you're really proud of what you're doing in any given moment, as if that's real life. Like, I'm really proud of me having this conversation with you or something. Like, that's something for me that I should be enthusiastic about so that I represent myself well or something. Like, I'm supposed to represent myself well in the world when it's difficult to have enthusiasm for conversations that are just naturally unenthusiastic or uh, just, like, aren't... I don't have the motivation to be excited about basic conversations. I don't think you should, like, anyway. That's that's the reason that they're basic conversation. Like, it's a basic conversation. I'm bringing that amount of enthusiasm to it. The same as, like, intro or outro. Because an intro or an outro is, like, the same as... The same as talking anyway, it's just that uh, I would, I think I have to do an intro that sounds like an intro because it's an intro, but just that we define an intro makes it so that you're like, oh, it is different from the body of it, but you, but we have these categorizers to explain, like, this is the intro part of it, and because it's given that title, there's something different expected out of it than just the regular message, so, but, I mean, that's just like, that's just my... That's my typical message, but I'm going to bring the amount of enthusiasm to a basic conversation as it calls for as basic as the conversation is. If it's small talk, then that is not something to get excited about. I'm not going to try to represent myself well in that conversation or tell you like what's really exciting going on in my life. The point of the conversation is to exchange boring pleasantries. There's nothing, there's no like, how do you expect me to get more than just this monotone? for a regular conversation with you, because you're not excited about what like uh, it, it it would stem from that I would think that the other person is actually not interested in what I'm talking about. If I was going to continue to be monotone, it's not like a regular conversation can't transform into something better. And but it would be your belief that the other person is not not actually interested in you that would cause you to not try to transform it into something better but that's like that's on you it's always on you it's on if you're not if you're being weak ass in a conversation you're just being sorry about it that's on you like it is you you shouldn't be sorry about yourself you should be like every any conversation or any could be uh a more interesting one or like you could get to know the person and realize that there's a reason for you to have a relationship with them rather than just the basic stuff because obviously it's the basic stuff it's just like that uh that society works that way that i have to start with this basic level where i can't really turn on the enthusiasm uh, up front like uh, may, might take me a minute it probably just means that society needs to be more patient with me or something like that uh, because I'm more uh, off and on or something I'd be more off and on with my levels of enthusiasm in a basic conversation so, so like it would take a minute for me to really get to a point where I can talk to talk to a person that I'm like interested in the conversation because at the beginning the conversation is actually not interesting but it can be I guess is the point I guess that's why people talk to each other. And so that's now you know that's why people talk to each other. And that's finally you know. Finally, you know about conversations or the level of enthusiasm you're supposed to bring to a conversation. Um, you don't want to be weak ass in a conversation. So, yeah, like you don't want to be weak ass in a conversation. But, and sometimes, like, you're the kind of person that you're just weak. You're just weak ass up front no matter what, like even not just in a basic, like you're waiting for a single conversation with somebody to develop to a point where you're interested about it, like it takes you some time to be interested in something or to build up any sort of enthusiasm, like, uh, or that kind of like the energy, it takes a minute for the energy to rev up or something. You can be that kind of person and it doesn't just apply to a conversation, it applies to like long term friendships or something like you would be you can't even be friends with somebody up front like people that you're aiming to be friends with and so then the people that you're trying to be friends with don't even realize that you're being friends with them until like a year in or something like your your relationships with people can develop the same way i mean it's probably the case that someone someone like me i am describing a pattern that persists in lots of areas in my life like people are kind of consistent like that or at least they have things about them that are consistent not that you would be able to tell them not that you would be able to see those really about other people. You can see a consistent thing like that in yourself, but uh, and realize that it's probably reflected in other people. Like there's just people that it would take them time to rev up. Like even it would take them years to like really have the enthusiasm of being friends with people or something that they've been hanging out with for a while. But like that's just like the conversation you'd have with somebody who would eventually be your friend, where you take too long to even show that you're interested in the conversation. Is a microcosm of the kind of relationships you have right it's gonna that's that's just what that's just what's going on that's just what's happening in your that's just a microcosm of your thing that you are microcosmically what you proceed to be in the world like if but uh not in all cases but like that A con- i'm just saying picture that a regular conversation you have is a picture of your entire life but uh, like, how do you how do you carry about in a regular conversation? Maybe that's a microcosm for your relationships with everybody. Just like what a typical like conversation with a stranger, or that you would see that as what happens in the beginning of a relationship, or at the beginning of or. But I guess I'm talking about if you're a whatever. It's, it's you know you basically know what I'm talking about. You sort of at least know what I'm talking about. Um. I just wanted to say that we we watch the term cancel culture. I feel like we're watching it evolve rapidly before our eyes. And that's kind of interesting because when cancel culture as a term first developed... And who knows how long it's really been developing. It's probably been around for like 15 years or something really unexpected like that. Like people have been using it off and on. And now, boom, here it is. Cancel culture. It's a term like cancel culture is the is the 2020s fake news, like fake news of 2016. Like, does one of these terms have to come up and be uh, be present in everybody's conversations and in our lives entirely uh, be part of what we're doing? to the extent that we can't escape it, like, uh, every time there's an election year. Does it have to happen that way? Like, I'm saying this election year is cancel culture. 2016 was, uh, fake news, but it's interesting the way that the term evolves, like, like cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. Here's the point that I'm going to tell you. And here's the point. Here's what I wanted to say. Um, cancel culture. I wanted to say what the point was. I can't wait to tell you what the reason I started talking about cancel culture was. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be like it's going to be beyond what you even wanted to say. But who needs to hear about that? Let's let's talk about something else. Um it's time to talk about something else besides cancel culture because I was already talking about I was already talking about that and didn't get the point get to the point of what I was saying. Okay, but I guess I guess you probably want to hear the point. Cancel culture what I was saying was the term evolves interestingly enough, like uh a couple of years ago i'm I'm gonna say like cancel culture as a term was around a couple of years ago, and it's just like um yes, cancel culture was around a couple of years ago, and and you know that. It's just like, oh, do you want me to tell the do you want me to tell you what the point is? It's um it's really it's really sad that you need me to tell you what the point of what I was saying, like I'm not thinking about something else already. Uh that's too bad. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Blame that on society? Uh society makes me tell them what I'm thinking. They make me coherently line it up in words so that they understand the point. Like society wants a beginning a middle and an ending and then uh so that they understand what i was trying to talk about with cancel culture i'm telling you that so it's like sometimes i get to the middle and it honestly stresses me out that people want me just to deliver a point when it's like but it's not uh it's not a problem in society that they want me to do that But, uh, I think society would also tell you that, like, oh, you're not even, you're just lying, or you're just trying to have fun, like, this isn't a real person. Like, society will tell me, like, a real person doesn't not get to the point, then they're just fucking around. It's just like, no, maybe it just gives me anxiety to have to deliver on a story. But anyway, so I could talk about my own, just my own whatever, like, word- revolution like just spit out words about nonsense about trying to think about the anxiety that it gives me to think about thinking about things or considering what anxiety makes me think about so that i don't go through with what i'm trying to say but that the same like that i'm speaking about not thinking about things expressively enough you know if i were to think expressively enough to express the expression entirely so that the full extent of the expression was spoken then you'd know what i was talking about then you'd know that then you'd know that the point ended so i'm talking about cancel culture isn't that wild i'm talking about cancel culture holy shit oh my god that's fucking fascinating isn't it wow wow is that what you're talking about see like it's it's like a self like oh you would like i would make fun of myself for bringing up a point so no, i'm not i'm not bringing enthusiasm enough and i'm not representing myself well i'm not representing myself the way that i'm supposed to like i guess i just don't have the level of pride in myself enthusiasm to bring to this conversation that i'm this one-sided this conversation that i'm having so um no and then you'll tell me that this isn't even a person that's just like you're just fucking around or whatever uh that's not something you blame on society do you see how i just like uh cycle back through the same whatever at least that's just the place that's the place my mind is in right now it's just like just like rotating back through the same phrases over and over again not even getting to the point just like uh why does it do that it's like a ferris wheel it's fascinating uh but is it no it's not oh i'm fascinating no i told you i mean that's me representing myself well i just told you genuinely that i thought i was fascinating that came out of my mouth Um, but this is as, this is as self-indulgent as it gets. Um, so I'm, so I apologize for that. Uh, but aren't I fascinating? Um, but, uh, but obviously but obviously I am. It's just like so fascinating. It's like so, so, so fascinating. Anybody that would, anybody that would even pretend that they weren't like stuck on it that way does is actually has problems with narcissism. I'm telling you that right now. Like, don't tell me I'm not narcissistic. Like I, if I dwell on that, like, Oh, I'm self-indulgent. I keep being self-indulgent. That's what I am. Ha ha ha. I'm self-indulgent. At least I am that for a moment. I'm going to be self-indulgent as long as it passes through my brain so that I can talk about the idea. I mean, it's just an idea but the idea is just a feeling and i'm communicating the feeling i'm just communicating the feeling of being self-indulgent or like whatever trying to represent myself well or something like having the right level of enthusiasm to bring to the conversation so it's all connected in some way but uh it's just that i was more interested in what i was talking about before but that's what i was gravitating towards naturally in my brain because that's the place that my brain is my brain is naturally in a place where i didn't want to talk about cancel culture it's just that i had predetermined that that's what i was going to talk about and so now i have to deliver the point like uh like the story of it but that's how that's how you adapt that's how you live in society that's how you make it at all you have to you have to say things it's just that the podcast format is forgiving so it's just like you can be whatever you can be a lunatic as long as you want just say nonsense sense it's like just be recorded upload it there you go just speak your mind and then but your mind can just be gibberish and just speak your mind endlessly and then upload it and it doesn't matter you can just be lunatic podcast one lunatic podcast two and then you're just like uh but as long as it's you recording aimless conversation stream of consciousness out of your fucking brain doesn't uh it's not who's gonna be any the wiser it's just like people could think that you were trying to develop it that way because people will fill in the gaps wherever they want as long as they're trying to understand you to be a person because if they give you the credit to be a person they'll be like well that did come out of a person so it had to be it wasn't just like a uh, gibberish person but like they can also write you off and say that no you were like you were not that for whatever reason because you're too this way too this way too this way whatever it's not like but whatever but but uh it's just like oh he's like too caffeinated or what he's on LSD or something like like it could be anything you just tell me I'm not a person that's all it is like people don't even people don't even uh people don't even people don't even that's the whole thing it's like people don't even okay but cancel culture uh it's currently we're currently discussing cancel culture like i was watching ben shapiro and he was saying that well he's talking about cancel culture the way that we're using the term now which is to describe people that which is to describe like the canceling of people via sjw types on twitter and that kind of thing and it's like, the more that I get into the story of it, the more that I think that, like, I'm upset, the more that I think that I'm being too loud or I get paranoid about my neighbors, honestly. And that's always been the case. That's always been the case every episode. Every time I just get more into a predetermined story, I get more paranoid. What is the reason? What's the reason for that? <sighs> I'm just telling you the God's honest truth. I get more paranoid the more that I and then i'm gonna and then i'll listen to this later and i'll probably edit out anything that's interesting about it like like anything that was interesting where i was just saying uh unnecessary things about me being too paranoid for like starting a story it's like if i start if i go into the predetermined part of it it's like i don't uh i I feel like it's not organic enough and that people are gonna poke holes in it or something like i like that's a problem that i have but it's only when i don't actually deliver on the story delivering the story isn't that hard it's just that i have fun sometimes it's fun to not it's fun to not be within a format it's fun to not have to go into the story of explaining the point of cancel culture but like is that fun for the listener probably not maybe for a certain kind of listener maybe for a conservative certainly not for a liberal a conservative likes to be imaginative or probably likes to hear about other people's imaginations but a liberal does doesn't really a liberal doesn't really live in imagination but that's because they're happier i would say like a liberal is happier because you're like uh Like a liberal is happier, I say that a conservative fundamentally does not want to enter into happiness because happiness is too easy. Because happiness is like that's when things become too simplified, and like conservatives would conservatives would rather live in their own imaginations. But I'm gonna do an episode about liberals, conservatives. Explain. I'll explain what I mean in that episode, but like. Uh, but okay. So Ben Shapiro is talking about a certain person, kind of person that's getting canceled. Like, uh, there's this woman that had cornrows that there's a woman that had cornrows that got canceled by cancel culture, quote unquote, at least that's what Ben Shapiro was applying the term to like, she got canceled, but there's people that, because she, she worked somewhere. She had a business and it's like the SJWs, SJWs were pretty much like canceling her business or at least her as the figurehead of the business or whatever. But anyways, I say that to explain that the term cancel culture is applied to like SJWs on Twitter that are canceling conservatives, but not, not just conservatives, but anybody that is offending them, like anybody that's getting offended is just getting taken down on Twitter. Like, it's like we're applying the word cancel culture just to describe anybody that gets attacked vociferously on Twitter, interestingly enough, because like cancel culture, at least we're watching the term evolve really rapidly in front of our eyes, because I feel like not that long ago, cancel culture was at least when it was first coming up to gain popularity across society it uh at least when it first was coming up and gaining popularity in society here's what it did and um here's what it did here's what it did and here's what it did see I'm about to I'm about to lose it I'm like a I'm like teetering on the tracks like a, r- a roller coaster or something and I'm about to it's about to go way off the is going gonna' it's about to go way off the tracks or whatever is about to shoot off into space like uh like it's not tethered down like my brain is not tethered down I don't want I don't want it to be tethered down but it is tethered down anytime you're taking the time to explain a story to relate yourself so And so you're like, either you listen to all that or you're like, God, I can't even shut the fuck up. And then you cut out after two minutes. So that's, that's one of the two. Anyway, like whatever, whatever. Like, is, are you, are you going to not recognize somebody who's self-indulgent? That's just my opinion of that kind of delivery. It's like, that's not sustainable. So I only go into it sometimes. Okay. That kind of delivery where I'm just like the consciousness or me talking about the consciousness is not sustainable because it's self indulgent rubs people the wrong way. But, uh, I'm, I'm guessing in moderation, it's probably fine anyway. So we're like, we're explaining cancel culture to be, uh, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is, but, uh, you don't exactly know what it is. I'm trying to add an opinion to it, but like we use it so widespread. The term is so ubiquitous that we apply it just to anybody who's, getting taken down on Twitter or getting a lot of hate on Twitter when like, that's not, I feel like that's not really accurate, uh, applying of the term, especially because when it was first gaining popularity, it was just meant to describe people in entertainment. Like we were using cancel culture to describe YouTube personalities that got canceled overnight because, because of something they said, which is like, yeah, they got taken down by Twitter too. They like every, all the canceling pretty much does happen through Twitter pretty much like all the cancel culture canceling does happen through twitter like that's pretty much every time that we're applying it we are talking about somebody who's getting a lot of twitter hate but it's like it's evolved just to describe anybody who's getting lots of twitter hate when it used to actually describe more of canceling things like we would like a bunch of people would gang up to cancel a youtube personality that all of a sudden they decided they didn't like for some really inane reason for some uh arbitrary reason like somebody could get canceled overnight and that's why you should be worried about cancel culture that's when the term actually had some value and had some decency was when you could be worried about being canceled as like somebody in the entertainment business who already had a lot of uh influence and a lot of like what's the word market share had a lot of somebody already had a lot of market share could get canceled overnight because twitter is so powerful or like the mob mentality of twitter can uh rise up unexpectedly so easily and destroy any youtube personality like nobody's safe we got to worry about cancel culture and uh now it's like we're just describing we're just describing like it with uh with all the protest issues like anybody who's on the side of the protesters that wants to get mad at somebody who's against protesting or i mean just getting mad at somebody who has cornrows for 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 whatever reason like that person gets canceled and the person with cornrows had to apologize the point is that twitter got mad at this this store owner who had was a white person that had cornrows because she was culturally appropriating or whatever so she got canceled so like you can apply that term that way it's just that we weren't doing that a month ago or or if not a month ago like two months ago it's still just more applied to entertainment people uh but now it just applies to everybody but you see how the term rapidly evolves i'd say the term fake news did the same thing like the fake the term fake news actually was First touted most strongly by the CNNs and MSNBCs of the world to describe uh, conservative outlets. Um, definitely, that was that was the that was the origin of it is that, like, CNN and MSNBC were describing probably, like, Drudge Report, but uh, especially Breitbart News and Infowars types w- type of websites as fake news. So CNN and MSNBC created the term, but then it became ubiquitous across liberal and conservative because Trump just started tweeting fake news about everything, so he made the term universal. But, like, I guess uh, making the term universal is, like, the same in that sense as making it... Uh, a de- making it usable by both the left and the right, whereas it was just use- it was just usable by the left originally. But the term evolved to be over everybody when Trump like made it against the left too, and then it just really caught on at that point. But it's like cancel culture, kind of something similar. We see now that it's crossed it's crossed over to the point that like left and right are both using it, and we don't even know uh, we don't even know. It's like, it's like a fake news, really. We don't even know what is to say about it. Like, everything is getting canceled. Like, now we're just using it to describe, um, whatever. We're just using it to describe silence. We're just using cancel culture to describe somebody who gets canceled. Like, just somebody who, um... Like we're just using it to describe somebody who has to deal with a lot of like Twitter hate, really, or or whatever. But like, I like the term better. I like the term better when it applies to cancel culture, uh, just for entertainment. I think it's funny because we've always. It's funny that we would really hate cancel culture as far as the way that it applies to entertainment, because it's like nobody hated it when E. Entertainment and extra and TMZ were capping people in the two thousands decade, like that was cancel culture, wasn't it? We just didn't recognize it to be that, and everybody thought it was hilarity and tons of fun when a new celebrity was hated on by everybody. Everybody used to think that that was lots of fun cancel culture when, like, as far as the canceling that applied to celebrities in the two thousands, like Lindsay Lohan got pretty vehemently canceled, I would say, by the TMZs of the world. Not that they necessarily had TMZ when Lindsay Lohan was doing her thing, but like everybody got on board with canceling her at some point because she was a celebrity that at some point didn't fit in with the celebrity culture. And people wonder why Hollywood becomes such an echo chamber. It's because everybody in there is terrified of their celebrity being destroyed by paparazzo. Paparazzi, paparazzos, which is the plural of that is paparazzi. A paparazzo is a singular of paparazzi. Um, isn't that insane? there's uh but people are worried about it's because they're it's because they're not going to speak out and start to become republican because they'll get canceled anybody who slightly doesn't fit in in the celebrity community who's already become a celebrity is pretty much outcast immediately the second they decide they don't fit in with the mold because there's just a mold that you have to fit that's why it becomes an echo chamber every one of them has says the same things because hollywood is just a giant cartel where everybody is in it for everybody in the cartel everybody's in for the same motivations they have to be the same people and like have the same motivations as everybody else. I mean, as long as the as long as it had power, and so like cartels fall in and out out of power, as we well know. And we well know that everybody knows that, and uh, it's like you cancel. They'll cancel Mel Gibson just because like he had a bad moment. He had a bad tape that got released to the paparazzi, and then the paparazzi blowed up, and then the country decided, oh, Mel Gibson is really stupid. Just the way that the paparazzi and then the, uh, in intermediary paparazzi mediums like TMC describe it to TMZ, describe it to us. Like the way that they describe it to us is exactly how it is. Like everybody was perfectly fine with canceling celebrities that same way, the same way that the term cancel culture developed to describe like an all of a sudden canceling of your fame. Like, uh, we were fine with that in the two thousands and like Shia LaBeouf pretty much got canceled because at some point, hollywood decided he was too weird and uh they canceled him and everybody in the country was on board with it and they were they had a lot of fun making fun of all these people that got canceled and now but now it's like oh people get like you got to watch out for the canceling process as if now we recognize it's evil like it wasn't evil before like uh it's uh it's total hypocrisy really that you would as long as you're extending it to Entertainment, but I'm just saying, like the weight—the weight of that—that that you would extend it to entertainment. Like we kind of lose the, it loses its dignity because it is extended now to basically anybody who just gets a lot of hate on Twitter, or, uh, or or whatever. Like you get canceled. Like we're worried about, but that's just the right taking. That's conservatives taking it and politicizing it. Like once it becomes politicized, then it loses its luster for for what it was and so it's kind of like The term will be destroyed we don't really have to worry about the term will be destroyed but it also doesn't have any value we've destroyed it by making it valueless because it applies to everything same as fake news we eventually destroyed it because we realized it applied to everything because all the news is fake really it's it's fake to some extent it's fake uh, like news on the left is fake according to the right and news on the right is fake according to the left so all of the news is fake and those are those are the two agendas that any news outlet is appealing to as long as it exists because it to make money it has to slightly appeal to one of the two or if it doesn't at the beginning it does trend toward that over time so that it's discovered which way they're leaning like all the news organizations do lean one of the ways and then so they are fake to the to the agenda that they don't lean towards and so all news is fake and at some point we realize that fake news applied to everything we made it ubiquitous and then we shed the term basically or at least it's not in main conversation but it's just that some terms have a lifespan that way where they have a giant Or they have a giant boom like they have a giant atomic bomb type of boom that it uh that it covers all of culture for a a period of time and then it goes away but like that's just an accelerated some some words have an accelerated rate of change or just a potency with them that they hit at the that they can hit at the right time like that's a property that some terms can have but it's not not necessarily a property but it could be a property like if you're if you're to think about canceling like uh The word cancel, just the word cancel, maybe that there's a property with it that makes it act like an atomic bomb across the entire culture at its height or at like at the point that culture uses it the most, like at the height of its peak before it starts to go down. Uh, if you were to look at every word as having a lifespan where it peaks at some point, uh, which maybe, maybe. So then it'd be interesting to think about popularity that is kind of just about peaking at some point. So like what's the properties of that word as far as as far as it uh become popularity popular is popul- like does that ever go away popularity it w- would never go away how could popularity as a term ever go away I was watching uh I was watching a okay, so I was watching okay so here's the thing I was watching all right, so I was watching this um okay, so I was watching okay, but seriously, I was watching sorry but like I was watching um so I was watching this thing and it was like so I was watching this video on YouTube and it was okay but I was watching this thing but but it's like who wants to hear that who wants me who wants to hear this it's like a gimmick like you it's it's a gimmick but it's like it's not a gimmick what does a gimmick do that's what I want to know a gimmick think about the word i'm thinking about i'm telling you think about gimmick and then think about what it means for a gimmick to be a gimmick like go that far above it have this metaphysical view of every single word like especially if you do that with the word consider consider what it means to consider something like consider consideration consider meditating on something or letting an idea expand in front of you consider dwelling on something consider consideration wasn't it consider it consider what it means to think about considering it like that you would consider it like consider consideration. How do you consider? Or if you don't like, think of your person that doesn't intersect with consideration at all. Then you're like you're Alex Jones. You don't consider anything. You're Alex Jones, then you don't consider anything. Like he doesn't consider a fucking thing. That's his whole. That's the reason everybody is so afraid of him, especially on the left. Like oh my god, somebody who doesn't consider things. Holy shit, that's not an acceptable person in society. Everybody has to intersect with consideration to some extent. We're really worried about. We're we're really worried about what he what he doesn't find to be useful in his conversation like he doesn't speak himself through consideration of any kind like that characteristic can't be found in him and so uh, the media is terrified because they don't recognize that to be a real person they're horrified they're afraid of alex jones like like as if he's not a real person as if alex jones isn't a real person just because he doesn't intersect with consideration But seriously he doesn't consider a thing like he doesn't consider any the weight of his words or the impact like what he's saying he doesn't care about how it's connected he's just throwing it out there doesn't consider doesn't consider a thing like that's that's all it is i'm not saying pro or against like anyway so society worries about people that they don't understand also Society worries about people that don't, don't check all the boxes that they need to. Like, you have to have this level of consideration with the words that you're saying. Like, they're terrified. The left is terrified with Alex Jones because he's not, like, he's taking no time to think about what you're supposed to say. Like, he's not considerate. Oh my God. He's inconsiderate. Holy shit. Like, oh fuck. He's the worst kind of person possible. Like, that's an absolute evil to them. Like, an Alex Jones would hit a, an absolute evil box to them because they're like, they probably really want you to consider like consideration is probably a fundamental part of the liberal ideology so you consider everything before you talk like you have to consider you have to think about it, you have to be considerate. you can't just talk because just talking like you don't want to act like you have an opinion like it's a liberal ideology to say that you have to dwell before you before you say whatever it is that you're going to say and uh, definitely 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 Liberal ideology. I mean, that's just like, you just get into liberal ideology and there's just like the liberals and the conservatives and the liberals and like, do you ever hear Ben Shapiro talk? Do you ever hear that guy talk? Isn't that interesting? He's, uh, isn't that interesting the way that he talks? like of course he talks really fast and that's like just what he already does so that's like that's just like biologically that's biologically what he does like you ever hear joe rogan talk incessantly just about biology like that's just a buzzword that he can't escape from like well it comes down to your biology like well if you look at it it's just your biology like that's how he views life that's how he filters life joe rogan he like filters it through biology like it has to be biological or whatever uh sometimes to the extent that you don't even know like it just sounds really general coming out of his mouth like he just repeats it over because it became rhetoric to him but like but like, yeah, even to the point that it is like rhetoric and he has the same intention behind using biology as he did every other time he used biology. So that's why it became rhetorical, him talking about biology, like biology. He just talks, he's, like every conversation he has, like, especially with people that are like more intelligent with him, which it's not like there are a lot of the people that he has on that are more intelligent than him. But there's some person that's like, like Ben Gortzel, who's like, uh, whatever he is, he's one of the leaders of in AI development. He leads an AI development team. He's one of the leaders in the world. This Ben Gortzel, Gortzel guy that he had on, who's like a who's just a genius in a lot of areas and like a genius in cryptocurrency and that kind of thing. Like he was trying to argue a point that he disagreed with Ben Gortzel, He was Joe Rogan was and he was like going back to well your biology it's because your biology tells you this and this and this. Like he was, Joe Rogan's really adamant about it, but that's just because it's his worldview. You know, he can't escape from it. Like it doesn't, when he hears something that slightly contradicts it, he's going to have to, he's going to be confused about it. But like, why would Joe Rogan have any reason to believe that his worldview wasn't the best one or at least one of the best, seeing as that he got money, tons of money and fame just by recording himself for 10 years in a row like his opinions like he would think that his opinion was one of the higher ones like he would have more reason to defend his opinion like the more popularity that you got because your popularity would reflect that you were saying truthful things so it's like uh it's a popularity but popularity <laughs> did you hear my did you hear what i said did you hear everything that i said did you hear that did you understand what i said did you hear what i said so i have about 30 points that i need to finish up on let me th- let me think what the fuck I was talking about before this. Um, no, okay. So I watched. I was talking about popularity. I was talking about popularity. This is one of the points I didn't follow up on. And I watched an interview that Dave Portnoy did with Donald Trump, and he, Dave Portnoy, started off the interview by saying to Donald Trump, like, "Oh, I watched." The Ali, an Ali G interview that you did, where Ali G is a character that Sasha Baron Cohen was playing in the 2000s, probably circa like 2007 or 2006. Like Ali G is a rapper, I guess that Sasha Baron Cohen is pretending to be because Sasha Baron Cohen pretends to be people. He's so he's pretending to be a rapper. He wears an Allen Iverson jersey. So, like, so, like, so, like, so, like, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, so, like, Dave Portnoy was said, I saw an interview that you did with Sasha Baron Cohen pretending to be Ali G, and he's like, That was the only um, Donald Trump, like, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen interviewed a number of different people as Ali G, and Dave Portnoy was saying, Donald Trump, you were the only one that saw through the interview, saw that Sasha Baron Cohen was being fake, like. And Donald Trump saw through it right away. And so then I went and watched the video of the interview, which is also on YouTube, which is nice about YouTube, because everything that anybody refers to is a video that you can watch, interestingly enough. And that's what entertainment is being built on, is that every everything is a video that you can watch. And so when somebody comments on it, you can go and watch the video. And that's the importance of commenting on it, is that all of it is available, like what you would comment on. And so then we have people building their entire careers about just commenting on a video or commenting about, a conversation they had with somebody who commented on a video like they can comment on this is the conversation i had with this person reflecting on the conversation about when we conversed about this youtube video it's just like endless mere spiral fractal endless like commenting pontificating on previous pontifications of people like people build entire youtube channels around this or build entire podcasts around just uh or that you know talking about conversations that they previously had or commenting on other people's conversations or commenting on other people's podcasts but you already know that so it's like of course you already like i'm so interested in what that that's that's something that you that you already can pick up on so anyways i went and watched this video that ali g uh sasha baron cohen pretending to be this guy that he's interviewing donald trump and donald trump saw through the interview within a couple minutes and uh then i watched this video where sasha baron cohen was being interviewed by james corden about the about the fake interview he did with donald trump and sasha baron cohen was like oh yeah donald trump was there for like seven minutes and didn't see through he's lying about seeing through the interview but you can go and watch the video and see pretty clearly that it only lasted about a minute and uh donald trump was seeing through it the entire time so like sasha baron cohen as ali g during this interview before Trump walked out walked out on it he asked him what's the most popular thing in the world and Donald Trump said music so like that's that's something i have to think about like is music really the most popular thing in the world like is that right because you don't you don't write that off that's actually like that's an answer you have to think about is it really music music he that's what he said music is the most popular thing in the world And like the comments underneath it were like, oh, that was a really good, that was a really good response. And then the replies to the comments were like, the replies to the comment that that was a good response was like, oh, it's, it's, it's it's a good response because it's not a necessity to have music. Like food is a necessity, uh, but music isn't, but is still with like current to everybody. Everybody wants music and it's still, but it's still a hobby. Um. So I thought that was interesting. So as long as I was talking about popularity, but before I was talking about popularity, I was like, so this is like dream within a dream within a dream, kind of like Inception was, I was talking about popularity within a dream and that was within the dream of uh, something about cancel culture, probably like, but what the fuck? Like I, I have to try to just get back around to it or let my let myself revolve back around to what I was originally saying rather than that I have to try to remember what it was that I was saying, because the point I'm making is just that cancel culture is uh... Uh, like like what the hell? I wish I knew what I was originally saying. I wanted to say that, or I was talking about how cancel culture will cancel like Shia LaBeouf or Mel Gibson just for not fitting in, or whoever they want, and like everybody was fine with that and enjoyed it but now we're like afraid of cancel culture but it's because the media is generally blowing up cancel culture to be this big thing that we're supposed to be afraid of but that anybody would be afraid of it at all is just kind of is kind of silly because cancel culture just refers to like cancel culture it, it just refers to like that something would get canceled probably means that it was about to get canceled anyway or like that was probably that was probably going to happen Like, in some ways, cancel culture just applies to, like, you trying to survive in the world, like, your, whatever you are as entertainment, whatever your persona, whatever you are, that you want to keep your channel surviving, you would encounter challenges, like, it's just kind of, the media's relationship to cancel culture is the same as their relationship to death, or, like, that they would blow up, like, random incidents of homicide or anything, like, that they're, that they're afraid of horrible things that happen, you know? It's just the same as, like, the media being afraid of... Because if somebody gets canceled, that is the same as them dying. Like, Ellen DeGeneres is basically being canceled just because uh, enough information came out that she's, like, really mean and she wants to cancel her show as a result of all the pressure that she's gotten. So she's, like, her show is canceled as a result of cancel culture, I would say. And, like, it's just true that some things don't survive, but, like, it was just going to happen at some point anyway. Like, everything every organization would die at some point and cancel culture it's just like uh that the media would be afraid of it they're afraid of an accelerated rate of change that's brought about by the pandemic i think the pandemic since we're all inside and we're all uh just only able to speak ourselves through things like twitter like things are getting canceled faster uh virtually like and entertainment platforms get canceled faster we're going we're cycling through things faster and killing off things that we don't deemed to be essential faster because it's an accelerated rate of change but you see it's an accelerated rate of change with uh not just that it's cancel culture but just the economy is doing that like naturally like you could apply cancel culture as a term to the economy because uh the economy like jc penny and pier one got canceled they're they're done they they failed you could call that canceling but it's just they died they they died and a lot of the a lot of the entertainment that's getting canceled it's not like they can't revive themselves as something else it's just that the current situation calls for calls for you to be something else than what you are like like as long as the current situation kills you off, that means that you weren't relevant to the current situation and you will have to reinvent yourself if you're somebody in entertainment or if you're a corporation or you like whatever you were is being killed off because the time doesn't allow for it because you have to be adaptable to this situation. It's very, in a lot of senses, it's very difficult to be adaptable to this situation. So like, uh, so you have to have a kind of company or platform or identity or whatever, like going forward, as long as you want to survive, you have to have a company or or youtube channel that is able to adapt to lots of situations if you want to survive if you don't want to get canceled it's just like things get canceled but we might make a bigger deal of it now because it's because we notice that it's an accelerated rate of change of canceling and it is that because it's a situation like a pandemic but in the same way that war is an accelerated rate of change but like it's not obviously it's not as bad as war and so i would wonder what the connection is exactly but i'm saying like it's an accelerated rate of change in the pandemic because jc Penney and pier one were going to be canceled anyway like they were going to fail as a business they were going to collapse in like three years so is it that bad that they end now as opposed to in three years from now like they're they're going to go out of business macy's is going to go out of business it's just happening faster because we're in a because of the pandemic we're in a time when things are getting canceled faster. We're, we're burning off the dead wood faster, you know, but like what is actually essential to us will shine through, or like, we'll be able to make it through a situation like this really is the case because society evolves to destroy authorities and then build up new ones in their place that are better substitutes, you know? And so it doesn't matter that J C has got... It failed, went bankrupt. Like they were going to go bankrupt in a few years. We we're already trending that way with retail. It's just like retail was in the has been in the middle of a cancel culture for like twenty years, and uh, it's just not. You don't see it as that. It's like it's any retailer is being canceled because the the rate at which it, they're being canceled isn't very fast. It's slowly developing over the past twenty years. All these retailers are going out of business, but it's like a boom for all of them going out of business when in a time like a pandemic because it's an accelerated rate of change of us, uh, canceling shit or even canceling YouTube channels or just that like things are evolving faster the same way they would in a war. But like a war is an accelerated rate of change because wartime calls for all these new technologies to be developed that come to the forefront as new ways of dealing with like a war, uh, like war is just change. Like you see all the people that die, like, uh, something need to have needed to happen to cause all these people to die but like it's just kind of an exhausting of emotion from all these countries at once so to speak like i don't want to trivialize it but um i don't want to trivialize it but it is just kind of like something that's happening and then the world has to deal with the war they have to deal with all this death and trying to prevent death but they have to deal with trying to survive in a more difficult situation but like challenge is going to cause you to change faster the more challenging the situation and what's more challenging than like world war Two, for instance like world war Two is a very accelerated rate of change it brought to the forefront like radar as a technology like radar had to be developed faster because because it was a necessary thing to develop in order for survival because like you get desperate when it's a survival time and then that causes you to change more rapidly but it's the same it's a similar thing with a pandemic i guess like survival kind of comes to the forefront especially for businesses and uh especially for businesses they will have to probably do things or like be desperate in order to survive so like if a business is about to go under they'll probably have to find a way out of it or find some loophole or develop some new technology to reinvent themselves in order to change and like that new technology will help the world out in this way or this way like in unexpected ways like new technologies that develop often have unexpected consequences that benefit the world as long as they're like a new technology it just depends on how the ability of that technology to be eventually ubiquitous or whatever and i'm speaking in generalities but like i'm speaking in generalities Certainly. I mean, if I'm just talking technology developed, but like computers had to, computers came to the forefront in world war two also like were, were invented then eventually. And now we see what technology arose from computers as a result of world war two, because world war two was an accelerated rate of change that brought to the forefront, these new technologies. And it's like the pandemic is doing that too. It's just that we have, we come up with a term like cancel culture to describe how we're afraid of death sort of like it's kind of a it's kind of like a term like covid that we can uh use to blame stuff on or just like covid uh that's a reason for not going out or for not opening up businesses or or whatever or it's just something to blame or like that we can relate it to trump and blame trump for it like trump is like someone you like trump is like someone you blame like the same way like i'm saying trump cancel culture and uh and COVID, all of those are terms that you just blame, let, blame your fear of dying on. Like they're just terms that you. Uh, but like we come up with cancer culture to describe the things that are dying in a time of accelerated rate of change when that's just a natural progression of things. Like people, like people, corporations survive, but like have to survive or or not survive. You have to survive it's it's survival survival comes to the forefront in the time of a pandemic and so things get canceled like and not just survival physically but like of a corporation that it doesn't get destroyed economically because economically is like a is is analogous to physical life and death in some ways like in the life and death of a business because they have to they have to give money in order to survive so it's just interesting to think about then that like the money that you need, are like, um, the relationship of money to a business and how that's like the relationship of, uh, people to like how people survive and, uh, how that's analogous to how businesses survive and then what you need to do in order to survive as a person and how that's analogous to how, what a business needs to do to survive, which is that they need to get money and a person needs to drink water and sleep or whatever they need to, they need to survive. Anyway, it doesn't, like, forget about that analogy. Just understand that central to what I'm saying, the central point that I'm making is that you it's more desperate times in a pandemic especially for businesses and for people and that causes things to get destroyed it's not like you should be worried about cancel culture and for cancel culture as it applies to entertainment it's greatly diminishing some people's personas or like causing them to reinvent themselves in some cases or in some cases totally canceling people but like canceling that just has to happen like society has to get rid of authorities that aren't essential and it's like so that's that's the point that i was making because i was watching ben shapiro and he said that he was applying cancel culture the way that he was applying it and so it's like it's it dismays me that like just you get the e like think about e entertainment and all that shit in the 2000s that's the whole point of this episode okay that's what's interesting about what's i'm saying to myself that's what's interesting about it is like cancel culture was we piss on Shia LaBeouf because Hollywood decided he didn't fit in one day and so we cancelled the fuck out of him like to the point that he's him as a celebrity as a person like he should be embarrassed about who he is but the same with with Lindsay Lohan but like that's just a that's just a greedy consuming awful like (sighs) Trait that that was prevalent in society and is still prevalent in society. It's just like That's the whole thing. It's just like the E! Entertainment, the Extra and the TMZ The Lindsay Lohan The TMZ and the Lindsay Lohan and the Extra and the Shia LaBeouf and the Mel Gibson and the TMZ And the way that they would cancel people and because Hollywood, Hollywood was totally on board with the cancellation of those people, they're like, oh well, they fell off the wagon. It's not like Hollywood cared. They just kept chugging, chugging right along. Uh, when they lost one of their comrades or whatever, one of their comrades, the uh, wheat th- was separated from the chaff or whatever you say to describe that. And like they're, oh well, we lost, we lost Lindsay Lohan from our cartel because the country decided that they wanted to hate her one day, like. Lindsay Lohan, I guess we decided that we don't like like think about what we do to a Lindsay Lohan in terms of our country canceling them and how little remorse we have for it uh, when it's like, oh her life was destroyed because she because we thought she was an idiot for getting addicted to drugs because we had no forgiveness for that kind of thing we're like, oh, we're just the country decided that her behavior was disgusting because because she, had probably had a she had a really difficult childhood and then got hooked on drugs at some point and then we shit on her for doing that and nobody gave a fuck about shitting on her isn't that interesting but now we're like oh shit for some for something getting canceled isn't that horrible that cancel culture demonized somebody and destroyed them it's interesting that we're all moral about it now is what i'm is what i'm saying especially when you compare it to because that's what that's the equivalent expression of the same thing 10 years ago it is because what what else would have been cancel culture 10 years ago there wasn't like there is no there wasn't a situation that called for the cancellation of a lot of things but if there was one it was like hollywood trying to figure out who should be canceled and tmz profiting off of it profiting off of like everybody in hollywood was probably afraid was probably terrified that they were going to be the next news story and that their career was going to end. Like that's why everybody in there has to be on the same page. Like it has to say all the right things because like the second Mel Gibson is known to be slightly a Republican is basically at the point that they're allowed to be totally demonized. Like if you're slightly Republican, Mel Gibson's out of the picture or just if you don't fit in like, uh, who else? Like, like Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen just didn't fit in. Like he sounded weird and everybody in the country's like oh that guy's a bullshitter fuck him we're canceling him no longer a celebrity he's an idiot like justin bieber same thing basically uh it's just a like i would say like the generation above mine is a big reason for that i would say for that entire climate of the e entertainment extra tmz because they need to watch because what are they going to do besides, like, watch TV and uh, consume the destruction of people in Hollywood? Like, whatever generation is above mine, whether you'd call that Gen X or Baby Boomer, like, of course, they love the destruction of this through the TMZs. They consume, they're the ones that can consume that the most and love the destruction of people who are, like, millennials really they they don't like people who have talent like shia labeouf or lindsay lohan or justin bieber they don't like people who have lots of talent that are millennials because people who have talent according to baby boomers and gen x are supposed to be from their generation and so they have all these people in their generation that are producers of like because they just control they control that or whatever they control the medium that all these people in their generation that are producers of intermediary paparazzi networks like uh that all those people generally speaking are generation generation x probably or something like that and they uh really get on try to get everybody on the bandwagon to destroy young and talented people because if you are a negatively aspiring and thinking person of an older generation you're gonna get pissed at the youth and the result of that is we see the careers of people who are really talented in hollywood get destroyed or at least some of them because they like to old people that are pissed off at the young like to feed off the youth as much as they can or destroy it or just take advantage of it and like that's that's what you see with a that's what you see with a uh, cancel culture in the 2000s with like a tmz (laughs) mm-hmm I know the TMZ arose later at some point. Also, like, TMZ now, they're just a politically charged... It's just a politically charged endeavor, interestingly enough. Like, I saw, I knew that the term Karen had died when TMZ had gotten a hold of it to describe somebody who wasn't wearing a mask as a Karen. And then, okay, so you destroyed Karen because you made it a politically charged term when people used to have fun with it. And the fun died when you made it political. So I guess if you want to kill a term, just make it totally, just try to make it political because. Just try to make it political because then the other side, like, they're gonna be like, oh, she's a Karen for not wearing a mask, but then uh like she's a Karen for not wearing a mask. That's not that's not the point of it. Because at the point that you make you're making it political, you are you are trampling over the interesting part of the term at all, or the value of the term. You're trampling it over it to make it political in that sense. It's just that the particular way that they made it political there was they're like oh, a Karen is wearing. She wasn't wearing a mask, or somebody who is arguing over wearing a mask, or something. And so, and so they just took a Karen, like TMZ took Karen to mean just any woman that argues over something, even though that's not what it meant. And then they they use that to further their political purposes because TMZ is apparently a political organization for the left now, just based on a couple of their headlines that I've read recently. When that wasn't the case before, they used to be like unbiasedly trying to just to just just destroy anybody in hollywood didn't matter left or right but i mean i guess i've always kind of been on the left in terms of that they would target anybody who is slightly republican on the right probably or somebody who is more republican as a celebrity would get more press to be destroyed and as a result of organizations like tmz but like it still wouldn't you wouldn't have called that politically charged back then um you wouldn't have but there it's easy more easy to see that tmz is politically charged now by that they run headlines against people who aren't wearing a mask or they're they're they get mad at somebody who like why is i thought tmz was supposed to cover celebrities they're just covering they're just putting out political headlines now isn't that interesting uh they're just putting out political headlines it doesn't have anything to do with celebrities because there's no reason because nobody's going to read a headline about a celebrity because nobody cares about celebrities or what like hollywood celebrities uh so tmz is just putting out political articles against people who don't wear masks and it's easy to see that they're on the left you like we know that you're on the left right away whatever news organization you are because you would say that you're because you're against people who don't wear a mask or you run a headline against people who don't wear a mask like we know that you're on the left immediately um so so like yeah like fuck you Lindsay lohan fuck you shia labeouf because you don't because you don't fit in with hollywood and also we don't like your we don't like your talent like you're too uh you're too um or whatever like Miley Cyrus sort of the same thing Miley Cyrus because because what is the reason for all of us ubiquitously hating her character just because she went a little wild like what's the reason for that why is what's the purpose like what's so negative about that that Miley Cyrus went crazy like she was very enthusiastic about her personality for a couple of years like she was really just being herself like i thought that that's what we wanted out of young female stars like i thought that's what we wanted out of f- out of our uh female archetypes and like uh, heroes you know i thought that's what we wanted out of them was for them to be really enthusiastic except that like if miley cyrus is really being who she is she is being a really powerful outspoken woman uh you like the media complex tears her down for that they destroy her they're like oh that that behavior is false or too negative or scary like you're you're being too much like you're doing all the wrong things like they tell her off for being more powerful the media complex tells female heroes off for being more powerful like the kind of like hypocritically enough you know like somebody like Miley Cyrus they Miley Cyrus isn't is a powerful female figure but the media destroys her for being that Like, the the same with Lindsay Lohan, or anybody who actually has lots of talent. They destroy them. Like, what the fuck is the reason for that? It's a dumb fucking society sometimes. Not in all ways, but, like, shit like that. Uh, just goes unnoticed. Like, I'm pissed because Miley Cyrus is a powerful female figure that doesn't get recognized for it because the media that advocates for powerful female figures so much uh, just thinks that she's a little bit icky in the way that she carries herself, and so they destroyed her for when she was icky, like, whatever was happening with her five to seven years ago. Uh, They're like, oh, we don't like that you're being naked, so uh, we're gonna... We're gonna cancel you, like the media is gonna. They've been canceling people. Like that, the media would get mad at canceling is total fucking bullshit. Because they've been they've been canceling. That's all that they exist to do is to cancel people. That they would be afraid of canceling, or that they would run headlines about, or that like that it's become a thing that all of society is talking about. Cancel culture. I know that it's not just like a it's not just like a media thing, but it is something that. it's not just a media thing at this point, it was maybe like a month ago, but the term rapidly evolved to the point that now we're just applying it to everybody who gets lots of hate on Twitter is being canceled. And so the term will fall out of fashion eventually because we've made it ubiquitous, like it it should fall out of fashion pretty soon, seeing as that it doesn't have any value anymore because it can be applied to everything. So that's how you kill a term. So congratulations, we're afraid of cancel culture. We're destroying it by talking about it. We talk it out of existence by all of us understanding its use. And then therefore, Uh, distributing its use to everybody to the point that it's impossible to see its significance in any direction since everybody has an interpretation on it. So, like, everybody has an interpretation on it, so it's insignificant because it applies to everybody. And so everybody is exactly different from everybody else, and if they all have an interpretation on cancel culture, that destroys the term because it doesn't have any value anymore, because you have to have value in order to exist. So... And that's just what I'm saying you kill, you kill off cancel culture, TMZ, you kill off a Miley Cyrus because she's a powerful female figure or whatever. That's what you want. You don't, it's because the media doesn't actually fucking want that. They just want clicks and views and they're useless garbage. Every one of them. It's to the point now that if you hear somebody on any YouTube channel, anybody who's an influencer or wherever you hear them on a podcast or anything, if you hear, but if you hear somebody say this, like, um. They're talking about news that they heard. They're trying to compare uh, resources that they've heard in order to put forth a a plot, in order to put forth the scenario that they want to for like their YouTube video or their podcast episode. They're trying to put together a podcast episode and so they're comparing resources they've heard in order to take it in the right direction to inform you on what they know about it so that you know what level to trust in them. And they're like... So I heard uh and they just use the opinion of somebody on TikTok in order to guide the way that they go with their podcast episode or YouTube video, and they're like, Oh, this was just the opinion of somebody on TikTok. It wasn't like a uh it wasn't like a New York Times article or anything like that. It was just somebody on TikTok. If you hear that, you should You should just uh, start swearing or something like you should you should audibly be you should be repulsed by that you should cuss out verbally audibly in the middle of hearing that like back at the TV, because it's like if somebody says that at this point, like, oh, it wasn't a real article. It wasn't like it was a New York Times article, you know, that they're just trying to make a stand about that news still exists or that we're still supposed to uphold the sanctity of reporters, you know, that they're just trying to make some stand that nobody actually believes in and that they're just being a bullshitter. And so you should curse them out in the name of trying to destroy the New York times so that we all start a conversation about destroying the New York times in the same way we destroy cancel culture. So that everybody has a negative opinion of the New York times or just an opinion on them so that it applies to everybody because, because it's not like everybody, uh, uh, I don't know, that's probably not true. That's probably not true. That you that everybody could have an opinion on the New York Times and that's what would destroy it? I'm just saying that seems to be true for like an idea, in some ways. Whatever. I mean I'm I'm just a bullshitter. But could that how would that work if you were to like I'm just hoping that I outlive the New York Times and CNN. I hope I live to see them go entirely bankrupt. That's the that's the world I want to live in. I want to see MSNBC, probably Fox News. Sure, Fox News, uh, MSNBC, but like Fox News, like Fox, whatever, whatever. I want to see them all destroyed. I want to live. Uh, I want to live beyond them. I want to live beyond the news industry. I want to survive beyond them. I want to live longer. I want them to be canceled before me. That's all that it is. And, uh, thank you. That's been my time. See you later. That was great. It was great talking to you from my end. I would say it was great for all these words to be spoken for you to hear them from your, from my end to yours. And I'm glad for, uh, for it to be done now and it, for it to be done now. And I thank you very much. And like Ben Shapiro, like, I'm glad for it to be done. Now. It was very fun for me. I was doing as best as I could. And was, like, what is Ben Shapiro? <laughs> it would be hard to do an impression of Ben Shapiro. That's the whole point of like, that's, that's why it's like, do you listen to that guy talk? you could always listen to that guy talk forever. Who's going to be able to do an impression of that besides somebody who talks really fast? He's like, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Colin Kaepernick is like, like, he's always talking about Colin Kaepernick. Colin, Colin Kaepernick is out in the world particularly you try to capitalize off of being in the media the, 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 try to capitalize off of liberal politics liberal politics the identity politics of the situation is liberal politics and Colin Kaepernick is trying to capitalize and making monetization out of the money just for going to Nike and gets a lot like gets lots of money like whatever way he does it you know this if you could do uh, you should try to do your best Ben Shapiro impression so we can cancel Ben Shapiro I'm just kidding don't it's fine like it's, it's just interesting that he's gaining so much of an audience right now because he's the only one telling the truth isn't that interesting it's like the only one really saying what's on people's minds so he's getting a lot of he's getting a big audience but um yeah that's been my time i thank you for this it was really great you're a great audience i'm glad for you listening to me um please come back again it was really great to finally find the level of enthusiasm that i represented myself well so that i could do the intro correctly and then uh, maintain it through the body and then come to an outro and uh try to live up to the outro so that the outro is what it is so, like i mean so that i meet the definition of an outro so that i be what an outro is supposed to be with my outro and i explain myself correctly through the outro so you know it's the outro but it's just like it has to be in line with that you have conversation that you're ending as long as it's the outro so it's like i'm really glad that i was here you see what i'm doing so that i main, so that i explain that it's an outro because because as you see it was very glad for you to be the audience for it was great here's my time i've got to go off the stage now it's really great to talk to you here it is ending this is how it ends and then you speak it into ending existence not just that it's uh that you try to live up to an outro but you do actually end it which is the point of an outro it is actually the end of the podcast but as long as it's the outro then it just doesn't have to be uh can be a long one it's like how about how about we have different interpretations on an outro like how about the outro is just the entire thing how about uh, the outro is just the entire thing why do we not live by those standards like the beginning is an outro you outro the entire way i guess that's what a crescendo is or uh, whatever the opposite of crescendo like you just outro the entire way or intro the entire way. It's not like life doesn't need that too. Like life needs you to intro your whole way. What if you live that way? What if that's how you converse with people? What if you're nothing but a walking intro? You should really look at yourself. You should take a step outside of yourself metaphysically so you can look outside of yourself to see yourself to see if you're just a walking intro. But maybe you can figure that out by understanding if like your conversation with somebody appears as just a walking intro so that if that's a microcosm of all your relationships in life, you know, like I was saying before. But uh, but, the, but that's my Ben Shapiro impression this whole thing was my ben shapiro impression i'm thank you for being monetization colin kaepernick for nike i'm marginalization of colin kaepernick and uh i apologize for i apologize for that and this was my time and uh but it's just like who who wants to listen to that who wants it but i'm just trying to sound interesting that's the whole point i'm just trying to sound interesting the entire time but that was my outro and i do have to cut it off All things, all good things have to come to an end. And I thank you for indulging in my self-indulgence today. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you.